you'll say you got someone there who's in really good shape or doing CrossFit, like they're dominating the workout. You've got another guy who's never done CrossFit, but dude, he is giving everything. You develop empathy and compassion and you're like, man, I see that you gave everything you had. Yeah. And that's really cool. And then you get to hear their story. It just creates a really special bond. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today because I have one of my former mentors on the show today and just such a great human in general. I have Kyle on the show today. Kyle, tell my audience who you are and what you do. Well, I'm excited to be here first. So thanks for having me. It's been a long time since we had a chance to connect. So I'm excited. Who am I in short? Okay, so mid-low 40-year-old. I am a husband. I am a father. been married for over 10 years. My son, Cal, is six and a half. I love being a dad. It, it, it just lights me up. So if I get a chance to talk about that, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm also an entrepreneur. I started several years back. Four years ago, I started a company, a lifestyle brand called Guy Trip, where we take high-performing, driven dudes, and we just do really fun things. And that's, in short... That's what we do. We live in Grand Forks. We go between here and our lake place in northern Minnesota. And we're, you're currently catching me here in Grand Forks. I love it. So first of all, I want to talk about the dad life because it is something that is so important to you. And I always love when people come on the show and there's something that they're really lit up about. But like, let's dive into that because there are so many parents that listen to my podcast that really try to figure out how to, you know, in air quotes, balance, you know, mm-hmm. fatherhood, motherhood, parenthood, all of those things. And it sounds like you put fatherhood and you know, husbandhood above everything else. So how do you manage all of that with running a really successful business? I get this question a little bit, and I've gotten to hang out with over 200 different guys that go on guys trip. Most of them are guys, not all of them are. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a few things that guys do really well, because it, this is one of those things where I think time is important. Quality of time is probably more important than quantity of time. So a lot of people are like, man, I'm super busy. Like, how do I do this? I just look at your work, like what's important to you at work, you put in your calendar and you get it done. Why can't you just do the same thing with your kids? Why can't you do the same thing with going on dates with your spouse? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the most important things too. And I've got a young one. So again, six and a half, I take him with me, Chilean everywhere. I got to go to Menards. I got to grab something. Cal, you're coming with me. I want him to see me doing things and just to be around. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, like another short one is, uh, fortunately, my son's really into sports. So we get to do a lot of sports together. But I know dads who they've got maybe sons or their daughters, and they do things that maybe aren't the same as their passion. 
you have to be interested in what your child is interested in. It doesn't matter what it is. So I think those are some of the most important things. But I, you know, I had a, a father that was great. He's still, he's alive. He's not past. I didn't mean that to be past tense. Yeah. So I had a really good example that was modeled to me on what it's like to be a dad. And I know that not everyone is or has that modeled to them, but you get to be a pattern breaker. And that's how I like to encourage guys who don't have that. A lot of people don't have a father who's present or worse, maybe abusive or whatever it might be you get to be the one that breaks the pattern. Like that should be really exciting to someone. So there's a couple little tidbits there, but I just love it. Yeah, being a dad is, is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love that. And for someone who like, I am so close to my dad, I'm closer to my dad than anybody in life. So like for you to like really light up about like being a dad, like that just makes yeah. me like all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up with a dad that was super successful, entrepreneur, busy. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that you said that really struck home was like, when he was home, he was present. And it wasn't always about like being at all the things or doing all the things. But when we had those moments, I remember them, right? So I don't remember him at like every single game or every single event, but I remember like certain moments. And it's funny because I remember like on Saturday mornings, we would go and I would run errands with him and I would get the car washed with him. And we would just do those very simple, like daddy daughter things. So it doesn't always need to be these like huge moments, but it's like those tiny moments when you really like build those connections with your parents. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Well, I also, we do the big moments too. I take him on what we call a dude venture. So Mm -hmm. once a year for the last three years, I take him and we've gone somewhere overnight for two nights. And so you, you make these big moments, but to your point too, it's also the small moments. And so look at the quality of your time, not necessarily the quantity, and you've got to have some boundaries and containers around this little thing right here, your work, like when you're home, just be home get to that work later when your kid goes to bed. So I think having boundaries and containers for work and life and kids is all important. I love that. So obviously you are the creator of Guys Trip, which is so incredible. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast because there is so many things in the online space for women, right? Women's events, rah-rah events, business retreats, all the things, but like there's not a lot of spots for men. And I love that you have really cultivated this space. So like what made you like have this light bulb moment that like, we need a space for like high performing men. I'm a bit of an accidental entrepreneur. So I created my first event in 2019 where I was like, you probably are similar. I mean, we've, you've been to the big conferences at the Marriott hotel conference room and it's concrete walls and no windows. And you're like, boom, speaker to speaker, to speaker. You don't see the sun for two days. Yep. And I'm like, I don't learn that way. And I don't think everyone does. So in 2019, I was kind of promoted to a stay-at-home dad. I was corporate America teacher, stay-at-home dad. So I had all this time to think about what do I want to create in this world? And I had this idea. Let's make the the Marriott Conference Center. Let's take that. Let's turn it into the great outdoors. That's going to be our learning environment. And instead of speakers and workshops, like we're just going to curate really meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to have a lot of fun. And -hmm. so the first one that I did was all guys. So I never, people don't know this. I never intended for this to be just a dude's thing. But the first one that happened was all guys, but it was really obvious to me, to your point, like guys don't have a spot Mm -hmm. to go to and talk about things that they're challenged in, in work and maybe in their marriage or maybe as a father. And they're navigating all these things and they've got no one to go to. They've got buddies who talk about fantasy football and sports But most guys have those group of guys that are just, it's surface level stuff. So where do you go to find people who are willing to engage in conversation like that? 
And so the first one happened in 2019. It was all guys. And then I decided to just, you know what, let's just call it what it is. It's guys trip. And now here we are in 2023 and I've done over 15 of them in four years. And so it's just kind of evolved, but to your point, like it never was just for guys. It's just kind of the way it worked out. And I just kept rolling with it. I love that. And, and again, like, I know that like, I've seen some of the men that have been in it. I know some of the men that have been in it. And it's like, it's such a curated group of men who really are like those next level leaders, those next level people. So again, like who is it really for and who would you say it's not for? So it might be easier to answer who it's not for first. I think it's not for someone who's going to show up and they're looking to escape from their life. Like this, this isn't, um, it's not a party weekend. So anyway, Who is it not for? So I think it's not for someone who's looking for that spring break experience. It's not for someone who's like, hey, I'm going to go and escape my life and just do all these things that I wouldn't normally do at home. It's not it's not for that kind of a person. It doesn't revolve around heavy drinking and just doing these things that we did when we were in our you know 20s. It's for a guy who's like, I want to go to this event. Maybe it's this really cool thing that I want to do. But I'm also willing to show up and kind of share what's going on in my world. And I'm also willing to help speak life into someone else who maybe maybe it's someone who is going to be a dad. I'm a dad. I'd love to help that person out. Or maybe, you know, it's someone who's got kids who are out of the house and they're willing to speak life into other dads who don't have that. Mm-hmm. So it's for someone who's looking to show up, who is looking to play all out, have a lot of fun and just walk with other guys through life. And I think that's the most important part. Do you find that guys have a hard time getting into that space? Does it take like a couple trips for them to open up? Or is it like you really curate the space that once they're there, they're like, I'm all in. So it's interesting. My boyfriend went on a trip probably like three years ago, one of Johnny Alsacer's trips, one of like them, I don't know what they're called, but he went on Johnny Alsacer's and he was not the right fit for it. He's an engineer. He's an introvert. It was just not the right fit for him. And I know that like, it took a while for him to get into the groove of like talking and about these things because the men who were like in the group were so much farther ahead and like personal development and business and all these things. And Jay was like, I don't really know what to talk about here. So do you mm-hmm. find that like it takes these guys time to like build a relationship or do you curate the room that people feel so comfortable when they come in that they're like, I'm ready to like share it all? I think one of the things that makes us a little bit unique is I've created something called a personal balance sheet. And there's this really, I, I heard this statement somewhere. I, so I'm going to, I don't know where it came from. So I'd love to give credit to it, but I can't, but it says, yeah. You shouldn't sacrifice your personal balance sheet for your professional one because no amount of success at work covers up for failing at home. So I'm like, oh man, that's really good. That that works. I get that because I was doing that on my corporate ladder climbing days. Yeah. And I've but so so it makes sense to you. But you're like, but what's a personal balance sheet like? And what's on it? So I was like, in the book that I wrote, Guys Trip, I just listed all these categories that I think make for a full life. I put them on one sheet of paper. And so when each guy shows up, they fill out. It's kind of like a scorecard. You measure what matters and what's what gets measured gets improved. And for most guys are like, man, I've never had the, I never even thought to think about like, hey, where's where are my relationships at scale of one to 10? Where's my health at? When's the last time you got my, my, my blood drawn? Like, where's my faith at? People don't think much about that. So when they come to the trip, what we do is we orchestrate the events to have this type of a symphony like, Hey, we're going to do something physical and hard together. Like men kind of do things shoulder to shoulder. And then at the end of the day, we're going to come together over a fire or a glass of bourbon. And we're going to talk about like, Hey, where where are things at in life? 
So some guy might be scoring like a nine out of 10 in business, but he might be a three out of 10 on faith. And someone who else might not be doing well in business can speak to that faith component. Mm -hmm. So this way, if you put together a good group of guys that it's diverse, someone might be scoring really well here, but low here, but they can help someone else in a different category. So that personal balance sheet has become an anchor point and it helps everyone get a little bit more vulnerable because you're just kind of sharing what's on a piece of paper. And if I can get someone to go first, who I know is willing to share the things going on, it just takes one person to go first. And then everyone else just kind of like, all right, well, I guess Kyle did it. So I guess I can go up there too and have the courage to do it. So that's kind of how we've done it. And I I think it works really well. Yeah, I love that. And I also love the fact that you have like a physical aspect to this. So With the physical aspect, I feel like this really puts everybody at an equal playing ground. Like everyone kind of comes in. So, you know, I'm in Chris's elite level mastermind. And one of the things that I love about it is you can be a baller in the ballroom and you can be like the best business person. But when you go out onto the track or you go out onto the obstacle course, like you're all at like an equal playing field. So I think that that is really important. How have you seen like the physical aspect really kind of like put all the men at like an equal playing sport and even maybe at like egos to the ground. Yeah. Well, we say like one of our rules is no peacocking. So it kind of goes back to like, Mm -hmm. Hey, who's this for? Who's this not for? Like if you're going to show up with a lot of ego and bravado and Hey, look at me, like I'm doing all these things, probably not for you. But if I can get something that everyone does, maybe it's their first time doing it. Like we pitted race cars. Yeah. None of the 12 guys knew how to pit a race car. So immediately everyone's ego is put on the floor and we all just get to figure it out together. You're all just beginners. Yes. If you can develop a beginner's mindset, it doesn't matter. And so that's the way that I think that I found to get guys to just get on a level playing field. I think that's one important thing. I also think guys just need to put sweat on the floor together. Like we need to work out. Like we need to just do something like that. And when, like, you'll say you got someone there who's in really good shape or doing CrossFit, like they're dominating the workout. You've got another guy who's never done CrossFit, but dude, he is giving everything. You develop empathy and compassion and you're like, man, I see that you gave everything you had. Yeah. And that's really cool. And then you get to hear their story. It just creates a really special bond. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing my, I'm seeing like it as you're talking through it and I can see like how beautiful it would be. So you've yeah. done how many of these events? Over 15 now. Yeah. I think I can't remember. I, I, I have it written down, but I can't remember if it's 15 or 16. Do you always pick a new location or do you go back to certain places? So yes. And yes, we've always <laughs> done new locations. Yes. And we, yes, we do some repeating, but here's the cool part now, Jillian, like we just did the Inca trail in September yeah. of, of this year bucket list spot. But some guys are asking like, Hey, are you going to do that one again? And I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to do it, Yeah. but I can tap an alumni on the shoulder now and say, Hey, if I can fill it, would you lead it? And Mm -hmm. so now I get to kind of duplicate myself through other leaders. And now I get to turn into someone who is pouring into a handful of guys to lead other guys on trips. Mm -hmm. So it's, I never thought this would happen, but this personal balance sheet has now created this kind of IP within the brand that it doesn't matter if I'm there doing it, someone needs to lead it. It doesn't matter if it's me. So I'll start to repeat some of these bigger ones. I think that are kind of once in a lifetime bucket list type stuff because guys want to go to it. I don't want to go. I've already been there before. So it's a cool way to expand the business now. Do you keep the um, container small? 
the trips I usually don't do over 12. Mm-hmm. Some of these Saturday half day events, I'll go bigger. But I've just found like if you have to put a name a name tag on, it's yeah. too big. For at least for what I want to do. Now it's great in other situations, but for what I want to do, I found that you lose small group integrity around 12 or so. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully you're okay talking about this on the podcast. If not, we'll edit it out. You have obviously built an incredible business around events. Okay. Yeah. So I also want to talk about the fact of like, how are you getting men to like come to the next event and the next event and the next event and like building it? Because I'm assuming you're not bringing new men to every single event. Like you are selling to the next event and to the next event and to the next event. And there was a lot of women that listen to this show that are hosting events and they're like, well, how do I sell them into the next event? Yeah. Well, I'd say, okay, so first off, anywhere from, and I don't mind talking about it. So anywhere from a third to a half of all of the guys in the group are alumni. So what I usually will do is offer them or give them an offer that is like, hey, in 2024, we're going to Tofino, Canada to surf a sauna hike. And we're also going to the Camino de Santiago in Spain to do that walk. If you guys want to go, you've got a limited time offer to do it. Jump on it if you want. So they usually have the first look, first opportunity, and the best deal as a way to say thank you for for joining me on this trip. Then I'll go to the entire alumni base, and they'll kind of get to see it next. And then I will go out to you know social media, my email list, and and all that stuff. So that's kind of how I fill it, and I've been able to do it that way because I've always had a new trip. Mm-hmm. And so now I get into like if I want to start to build. And repeat trips, I've got to find new guys. So you've got affiliates, you've got my podcast, you've got other podcasts and things like that that you can do too. I'm starting to get into, I got my first speaking engagement next week. And so I'm going to start to do some more of that stuff too, which is just a way to get some new audience acquisition. But I've also, what what you'll see in 2024 is like the trips are great, but what happens is I want guys to integrate what happened during a trip and they go back home and they're back into the environment that they were in, that they were maybe was causing some stress or some angst or whatever, and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start to put together an online community that has a focus of in-person meetups, mm-hmm. but I want to give them a touch point to have a small group of guys to do some life together with when they go back home to help reintegrate. So anyone who's doing events and things like that, I think that's an important thing to offer is if you're interested in transformation which I think most people are, a trip, a seminar, a workshop, or whatever, it's just the catalyst. And if you're truly interested in transforming a life, you have got to stay with someone for a while to see that transformation through. That's my opinion. That's been my experience. And that's where you're going to see guys trips start to move into the future. Yeah, I love that. Actually, Chris and I just planned out my plan for 2024 and I host events. And one of the things that we did is we actually added on like an implementation time after yeah. the event, because it's exactly what you just said. It's like, you can come and you can learn sales and you can learn social media and you can learn t- content messaging and marketing. And that's great. But then as soon as you go home and the kids yell, or you get sidetracked, or you have to do a grocery shopping or all those things. Now I'm out of your world and you're yeah. not going to get the same results. So it's like, how can we implement that and yes. keep it in some sort of like hub with us together? So I love yeah. that you're actually doing that as well. And then again, like it keeps the men, you know, in this tight community, which again, helps sell the next event as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. So what are some of the events you have coming up for 2024? So for the men and women that are listening, they're like, I want to either get my brother, my husband, my child on that, or maybe it even is them and themselves. Yeah. So we have a a really big slate of events. Next year will be our biggest year for events. 
And I'd say the, the best way is just go to the website, guystrip.co. But we've got everything from riding in a sprint car, 650 horsepower uh, race car on a dirt track, all the way up to surfing in Canada, to walking the Camino in Spain. I'm going to create small weekends that are just kind of like alumni connection weekends, plus invite a special guest type things. We'll be up at my cabin in the Northwoods of Minnesota in the winter. We'll chainsaw through the ice to go polar plunge. And then we'll go up in the summer there too. And then e-foil and wake surf and things like that. But, you know, anything and everything I'm up for. People always say like, hey, if you thought about doing this, I'm like, I write it down. I love to keep track of what other people are interested in. And so I, I've often just gone to the alumni group too and say, hey, what would you like to see? And, and I'll just go out and create it. You ever get... How often and how or how rare is it that someone invites you into something really cool? Like as we get older, hey, we should do this and we should, but no one does it. I've just become the guy to like, I'll just, I'll just create it. I'll do it. And so everything from surfing to, you know, the Spain to, you know, racing sprint cars and everything in between, we're doing a lot of different stuff. I love it. It's going to be so good. You guys go over, find Kyle, connect with him. I mean, I have been following him for so long. He's been such a great mentor in my life and I absolutely love what he is doing. And there's such a beautiful space for the place that he's creating for men online. So you guys go over, file Kyle. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.